detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again on the Thrill Me podcast. Look, we keep threatening <laughs> to um, to cover the Meg, but then we continue to put it off. Uh, unfortunately, it's just me and Jared again tonight. Gibbo and uh, Maddie are indisposed currently. And probably thankfully so on their part, because tonight we're going to cover Jason X from 2002. Now, I believe this is a bit of a fave of yours, Jared. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Fair to say I've got a soft spot for it. Something okay. of a soft spot there, Adam. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, Gibbo would have fucking quit. <laughs> he just said, I'm not coming back after yeah. we made him watch this one. I can just imagine the treatment it would have copped. Yeah, it would have copped a bit. But we'll get to that in a minute. Now, before we do that, quick whip round. What have we been watching? Jared, anything at your end, mate? Uh, mine's very, very light. I started off with... Uh, no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> <laughs> went, went back to that little gem. Uh, it popped up on Amazon Prime and I just, I couldn't resist. Is it on Amazon Prime? Yeah, Riff Trash. Shit! Oh, <laughs> why am I not jumped on this? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, early JCVD is Ivan the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a sparkling performance. It's an absolute shambles. I don't know how I ever thought this movie was good. It's one of those ones where you watch it now and you think, what did I, what did I see in this? Was it just but, the fighting? Was the fighting any good? Oh, the fighting was okay, but the, the acting and everything was abysmal. He's the dude's got a best a best mate that goes to um, dance parties and does Michael Jackson moves and shit. Um, <laughs> it, the, the the funniest thing though is they take. They make it clear what Bruce Lee looks like by showing very you know close up of <laughs> the posters and stuff. And then when the ghost of Bruce Lee arrives, he looks nothing like <laughs> he looks nothing like Bruce Lee. No, look, you had me at the ghost of Bruce Lee. <laughs> I think you just penciled on your watch list up here. Now, hang on, please refresh my memory about this one. The ghost of Bruce Lee trains a bloke yeah. to fight Van Damme. Well, he trains a bloke to fight whoever he needs to fight, and then it turns out to be Van Damme. Which we're kind of, we're kind, we kind of know from the get go, but Van Damme kind of is at the start and then disappears for the entire movie and then he's back. But yeah, interesting. They and the rich tracks fell. They could have got Lee Bruce or Bruce Fly, <laughs> but instead they went for some bloke who was doing his best with the with the, the mannerisms and the speech, but you couldn't get over the fact he looked a fucking nothing like Bruce Lee. <laughs> Uh, Rift tracks didn't take it well. They were quite amused by the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shambles, but it was fun to go back to. Okay. Again, Amazon Prime did me did me dirty. <laughs> I, I, I watched the Uncle Drew movie for some reason. <laughs> hey, that's a case of diarrhea. Amazon Prime giving you a t- case of the trots by the sound of it. Uh, look, you know what? It was it was pretty bad, but Chris Webber. Actually, good actor bit. Reggie Miller wasn't too bad either. Shaq was trying his best, but comes off as a bit of a buffoon. And there's a couple of things in there that could have worked, but overall, it's just just pretty shit. Is it fair to say? I don't know why you make him. Why you made a movie? Yeah, the TV show maybe. Well, just keep it as little skits and ads and shit. It probably would have still had more cultural relevance if you just had left it as it was. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I was happy to see Chris Webber do it. He was a preacher and yeah. carrying on like a bit of a goose. So, what, what were you saying? I should watch it? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's another one of these things where you you look at the movie and you go, "This is gonna suck," but then you go, "Oh, it's, it's basketball. I've got to have a look." <laughs> yeah, you said that about Heaven Is a Playground. Yeah, well, Heaven Is a Playground, fantastic book, <laughs> terrible movie. Um, but you know, the legend of uh, legend of Earl, Earl Manigault never let you down. Donnie nah, Cheadle. No, that's true. But yeah, I just, I, you know, that's how you end up watching things like Eddie and... I'll go to Nova Trek and I surrender first, so... Yeah, get on that first, yeah. definitely. The last thing I watched was um, Iron Fist. I watched the whole season two of Iron right. Fist. Yeah. Better? Yeah, much better. Much better. It's still not... But I mean, it had a long way to go, didn't it? Yeah, it's still, it had plenty of improvement and it found some of that. The best thing about it is Colleen Wing and Misty Knight. I thought they were... They may as well just give them their series the Daughters of the Dragon series or whatever it is that people are screaming for may as well just just go with that what and just get rid of Iron Fist well just do it separately you can still have him in there but just doing his little bit parts like he did in Luke Cage and I, I asked this the last time but is Iron Fist one, going to be one of the ones that doesn't survive I'd be happy to see another season after this one this was better yeah. and the villain was better it was fun it wasn't, again, it wasn't top-notch. It wasn't Daredevil Season 1 or Jessica Jones Season 1, but it was good enough. I, mean, yeah. I would be happy to watch more if it was of that same sort of level. This one they went fairly deep into. There's a lot of things that happened that would have satisfied the people that know the mythology of the comics. There's a lot of things that went on. <clears throat> to be honest, I thought parts of the series were basically an apology for whitewashing stuff, like the storyline has the sort of... Um, Basically, the Davos, who was in the first season, hmm. is basically saying to Danny Rand, you don't deserve this. This was my birthright and all this sort of stuff. And I couldn't help but get the sense of this is kind of uh, addressing the whitewashing stuff that people were talking about, in a way. And, they, yeah, they end up in some pretty interesting places. So, okay. I'll check it out. Okay. And that was it? Yeah, that was it for me. Okay. Too much Iron Fist to get through anything. I watched Jack Ryan, second episode of Jack Ryan. Mate, I'm absolutely loving it. It's excellent. Mm. Like, yeah, it, and it's on a big scale. I yeah, actually well, spent you, need money. To, you need to get off that and plumb the depths of Amazon Prime. Get well, off Jack Ryan. There's not much else on there that's high quality. Yeah, it's bloody awesome. They've really, they put the money into it. Uh, John Krukinski is excellent um, in the role. It, it really works so far and I believe it's only 10 episodes so it doesn't seem like they're going to overstay their welcome mm. um, which is good but so far so good really enjoyed it look we had a slight we were looking for something to watch for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so we initially cooked up going back to the Halloween series and doing another sort of smackdown because we felt that there was possibly some lesser films than 5 and 6 that we covered previously so I said through Halloween Resurrection, <laughs> followed by ha- the Rob Zombie Halloween Two. Because of this, I sat through both of these. We'll get there, and you'll have to watch them again. I took notes, mate. I've got notes. <laughs> Halloween Resurrection is shit house. It is. It's shit house, but it's it's by the numbers. It's a slasher film. Um, a de- yeah, it's got a de- slasher film set you up exactly. The, you never said the word decent. No, doesn't belong in the same sense. What I'm so. saying is, it, it's it does everything by the template, pretty much. Um, it's just really unnecessary. Mm. Like I, I was just sitting there, kind of going, I'm bored, and 
why why do we even have this film? Like, it doesn't really add anything. It doesn't, other than Buster Rhymes talking to himself. So, do you know what, is it fair to say at this point you've probably in your lifetime have watched this movie, say, about six or seven times? No, nah, I've only actually watched it, I think, three times. Really? Yeah. I saw it in the cinema. Does that only take you three times to, to realise you should should never have really required this film in your life? Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> I mean, if you buy the box, you get the whole lot. Yeah, but now you've got to go back and listen to the commentary. And no, no, no. Well. I will never... I will not touch that. Yes, <laughs> that, 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 yes that, you will. I'm coming over and we're going to watch the commentary. <laughs> but it, it is, at the very least, a standard paint-by-numbers slasher film. Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Some on the other standard. hand, is... There's only one word to describe it. It's just vile. Like, yeah. The film is absolutely vile in all... In all facets, from the violence to the characterizations to what they've done with Laurie Strode, is just, it's an abomination. Yeah. So it there is. you go, it's fact how done, mate. We don't need to go any further than that. It was just <laughs> horrid. Yeah. I had to stop it. I watched 100 minutes, it's two hours long. Yeah. Because it was an unrated cut, and I got to 100 minutes, and I. And all, all that had happened for the last 10 minutes of it was scream, 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 crash, bang, wallop. Mm. And I just thought, I can't put up with this anymore. I don't know what... We've had this conversation many times about movie studios. You're thinking to yourself, who the hell read this and said, this is a good idea? Mm. And I'm looking at this movie and I'm just thinking, who thought this was the best option? Well, who thought Nights in White Satin was required every fucking five minutes with yeah. visions of... White horses and... Mrs. Zombie. But also, Michael basically spends the entire movie just walking across country. <laughs> and yeah, dressed well. like a fucking hobo. Hmm. That was actually one of the few things I didn't mind about. Is that his look actually changed a little bit. I, didn't, I was okay with that. Maybe when I go back to it, I might not be okay with that. Absolutely horrible. And I watched... Of about 15 episodes into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season five. Mm. Mate, absolutely loving it. Andre Brower is just awesome. The, the, the His real stuff star in him is piece, real. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. He really nails it. Uh, and that's that's about it. Mm. Now, because we're covering a Friday the 13th film, there's a little bit of news that dropped. Yep. Um, yesterday, I think, or the day before. The lawsuit... They have actually given us a decision, mm-hmm. and they actually found in favour of Victor Miller, yes, who is the writer of the original film. Basically, does that I'm assuming that gives him the rights to the Friday the Thirteenth name. Yeah, well, I think from what I read, there's probably still some hoops to jump through. Hopefully, it just forces Cunningham to sit down and say, "Let's cut a deal. Let's just cut the deal mm-hmm. and get it done." Because I actually read. A bit more on it. I was I was down on Victor Miller initially, but when I read a bit more about it, bloody Cunningham again. <laughs> it seems like he's the one that's really because from what I saw, and funnily enough, it was Shelley that was breaking it down because yeah. he's now an entertainment entertainment right. lawyer. Basically, said that there is a provision now for creators after thirty five years to challenge the deals that they cut. So he's just exercised the legal right and tried to you know was looking to cut a new deal. And Cunningham sued him. So, 
that's where the case came from. I which, think. He, which again, why not just cut him off a slice? Just cut him a slice. Ten percent or something, you know, like even less. There's plenty you know, there's of money to go yeah. around. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth is a cop, it's a huge industry. Let's face it, Cunningham. That's his. That's his money maker. Well, the problem now is you had the heat off the game for a little while. That's now died down. You've got the opportunity after Halloween opens to fifty million dollars, like it looks like it is possible a possibility of doing, to get on on the train and yeah. just you know, well look who else is back. Jason's here, mm. but we can't now because this is all tied up. And then there's also I believe this lawsuit only covers the US rights, mm. so it's quite possible that Victor Miller could own the rights in the US, but then Cunningham still owns them worldwide. So I don't know what. So who are we making films in Romania? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I thought. Maybe we have a Yasin Vortese or something <laughs> running around. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> what's going to happen with that ring. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, is that what happens? Like he just goes off and makes them elsewhere and is allowed to do that? Or I don't know. Hmm. I don't know all the but ins then- and outs, but I just wish we could just say, look, there's a gravy train here. You know, even when it's even when it's been down, we're probably well, still making money off. Yeah, we're still making money off bloody merchandising rights and shit. Well, let's, let's get out. Let's both get our snouts in the trough. Exactly. Plenty of money in there. Well, he doesn't even have to get his snout in the trough. Cunningham just has to dip a bowl in and say, "Here, here's yours." There's still plenty left in the trough. Like, can we just do that? Yeah. Let's just get this thing worked out. Because yeah. until then, there's going to be no further movement on any projects involving Jason. Yeah, well, it stopped stuff that was already nearly finished for the game coming out. Um, and I'd say by the time this gets wrapped up, they'll have moved on completely. So what we got from the game is all we're going to get, which is a little bit disappointing. Hopefully we can just move on and get the, the, the movie out and just get it, get it rolling again, get yeah. something happening. Let's get that gravy train... Fill it up again. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the tr- Let's get it on the, the tracks. Fill the trough. The trough's, <laughs> the trough's a little bit dry now. We need to fill it up again. All right. Well, that's uh, let's take our first break, and then let's go into Jason X. Coming soon. He is an unstoppable killing machine. I don't think he's out there. Why don't you stick your head out and have a peek? Coming soon. Jason X, directed by James Isaac, who gave us Skinwalkers. It's produced by Noel Cunningham and executive produced by Sean Cunningham. Who's, Noel is Sean's son, of course, and Sean produced The Last House on the Left. And it was written by Todd Farmer, who wrote My Bloody Valentine remake. Stars Lexa Doig as Rowan, Lisa Ryder as KM14, and Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. Budget was $11 million, which I believe is probably the highest for the series at that point. And the box office was $16 million worldwide. <laughs> Although, from what I've found out, it did very well on DVD. Yes. So it's, it's one of the more successful entries. A little bit of trivia. The film was actually completed shooting and production in 2000, but due to unspecified issues with New Line Cinema, 
It was not widely released in the theatres until 2002. That's probably because you can't specify publicly that you thought the movie was shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good for it. Bango. This is your baby. My baby. (laughs) Look... I saw this movie the day it opened in cinemas. <laughs> You're the only one. In you, no, there, was, uh, there was at least me and two other mates. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of it when I watched it in cinemas. I look at it now and I can see the warts and there is plenty of them. But I can still watch this out of a number of other Friday the 13th films and get laughs out of it and get a few things that I thought were pretty good ideas and something different they didn't go far enough for me with like subverting things using the, the future technology and stuff to, to subvert the tropes a little bit they, they, they got halfway there on a few attempts um, but didn't do it enough and I mean at the end of the day this it's it's about a one and a half if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest if I'm looking at writing directing all of that sort of stuff it's about a one and a half but I can still watch this and enjoy it. Fair enough. There's better. There's there's Friday the Thirteenth movies. I I probably would give a higher score. But if you put two of them and said you put you, you held them up next to each other and said, do you have to watch Jason? You have to watch Jason X or Part Eight, for example. I'd watch Jason X again. Well, it's not a bad. And then I'd watch Part Eight after that. <laughs> exactly. You do them both. Yeah. Look. It decides to kind of gamble on this sci-fi alien-style riff that includes Jason. And at times it actually does some interesting things. There are actually a couple of decent ideas, but it, but then the rot starts to set in and it just it goes downhill and it goes from bad to worse. <laughs> at times. At times it goes from bad to worse. And I'm a bit with you, one and a half. I still can have a bit of entertainment out of it. I still feel that I understood what what they were trying to do. They were trying to go a little bit off off the classic Jason formula. Mm. Not too far off because it still lends itself to it. But trying to bring in a slightly different style and giving it that kind of gallows humour that it kind of had. But... Overall, it's not a success. I, I don't really know. I know there was a few mass changes, I think, scripting-wise, from mm. what originally was written. Yeah. So maybe maybe it was better off to go with what they had. Possibly. If you you're going to go for it, you yeah, may as well. you may right? as well go for it. I just didn't feel like... It kind of feels like they half. it was a half-hearted attempt mm. to go for it. All right. One and a half, not a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> Look... As I said, the actual idea of him stalking teenagers in a tight setting, it kind of lends itself to that. Yeah. Being that it's on a spaceship. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with that. Like, once they got onto the spaceship, there was nothing wrong with the setting of him being on the spaceship with them. That was all... Yeah, that, okay. that, that seemed... I mean, you can see how they got to that. Yeah, well, where else are you going to go? You've had Jason versus Carrie... Yeah, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, why not just chuck him in space and see what you can come up with? And the idea of putting him in space, strangely enough, it actually brings out a couple of decent ideas. Well, it was one of the more interesting ways to be able to to put 
the spin on it because you can take things that you and it, you can see the seeds of it a couple of times it takes things that you expect to happen they yeah. happen but then the outcomes are different and so you, you pivot you got to something else has to has to take its place you know but they never go they never fully commit to that no but you know maybe they did in the original script maybe, maybe it's just the surviving parts of it yeah but you know, you can bring in things like um, the robotic character. You can bring in, you know, the high-tech futuristic weaponry and the futuristic technology mm. that then kind of, you know, that's kind of how you then get into the uber-Jason sort of situation. Yeah. And all that, it's that kind of right. okay. That was okay. It was okay to have that there. Yeah. And I think in a way, in defence of this film somewhat, is... You know, we had been down the Jason path eight times. Yeah. I mean, the stuff was old as the hills. It's kind of why I think New Line decided to go a little bit more out of the box. Yeah. Because they thought, well, there's no, you know... What's left? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's sort of like... It's a can't lose somewhat. Yeah, well... You know, to, to illustrate what you were saying about some of the, the newer stuff that well, some of the ways that you can twist it by using this stuff, like the opening with that dumbass kid that ends up getting his arm cut off. Mm. And you, initially you're like, shit, yeah, that was quick. You didn't expect that sort of stuff to happen straight away. Yeah. And then, so he gets his arm cut off and then they quickly just give him a bloody little injection or whatever they do. Yeah. And you're thinking, what's going on here? And then he's walking around armless for a little bit, carrying his arm with him, and then they fix it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. So that brings a new element into play. Obviously brings in what's going to happen to Jason. But it was just, again, it was a twist on it. From the outset, you were looking at that and saying, right, so we've got a new set of rules here. We've got something different to work with, which was fun. Exactly. It actually it actually gave us a little twist on what he was, was on. Fun. The idea was fun. No, the idea was fun. <laughs> I actually really liked the uh, the robot character. Yeah. Even though she she really isn't in it that much. Like when you no. look closely at it, no one really. It doesn't have a specific protagonist. No, there's too many people. Too many people running around. Yeah, there's a lot of characters running around, but KM is the one that I think gets the best. It's probably the best performance of the film. She she gets a couple of laughs. She gets, gets a, kick a couple of laughs. laughs. Gets a bit of like a, a Terminator vibe in there. Like yeah. It makes sense that she would kick Jason's ass and that she's not she's not taking the damage that other people are taking from him. And yeah. Again, bit of a subversion. They do the whole Jason punching someone's head off again. But because she's a robot, she can yeah. still engage as a character. She, from then on, she's just a head, but she's talking. And, and I did actually like the bit where they kind of try and sort of subvert it a little bit by she she sort of stands up in front of him and goes I'll have to hurt you now and she he just throws the machete and it goes into her and she kind of goes oh, and falls down mm. and he comes over and she's she's obviously foxing because she's a robot yep. yep I kind of I kind of found that to be okay but I thought the performance from her was probably the best one of the film I felt she gets to kick some ass she gets a few laughs I thought that was the best character out there the frozen face kill. Mm. Excellent. One of the best of the series. Yeah, yeah. One no, of the yeah. absolute most memorable kills in the series. And it even looks what they really good on film. It's what they didn't do enough. Yeah. Like to get that sort of that sort of stuff is what you do. You basically like we're right in the future. We don't have to be restricted by 
what you're expecting from a slasher film. We've got all these avenues to go. Mm-hmm. That was one of them, and that worked. And I should have done a little bit more of that. There's a couple in there that work pretty well because of that. They're different. There's a, there's a, you know, a bit of a dislike around the kills later on, but when they did it with something like that, it worked. Yeah, absolutely. It was fine. Uh, Uber Jason. Loved it. Yeah, I thought it looked good. Look, I cannot say it any other way than I fucking... I love... I bloody love Uber Jason. Yeah. I love the, the, the look of it. It looked cool. Um, it was a, It was the best. You could... You know, you knew that was probably where they were going to go when you saw yeah. the nanotechnology. Prior to that, Jason sucked. It was one of the... You you pointed it out early that, you know, it's it wasn't Kane Hodder's best work, but it was also a very poorly directed... Yeah. For, for Jason, he's just, you know showing up in certain scenes and just again we'll describe a little bit of that later but when it was Uber Jason fuck, yeah. that was that was the best it was but you wanted movie. more of Uber Jason you exactly. wanted to see him more like that yeah and it also raised the stakes a little bit mm. because you're like finally they've used the technology to get the upper hand then Jason comes back to life with an explanation for once that you're like meh okay We've established that that's this is this is what this stuff's able to do. Yeah, done it to Jason, so yeah. we're we're good with that, yeah. and it's kind of upgraded him. Evil gets an upgrade, as the tag yeah, says, and I was I was loving it. Yeah, I was very happy with that. I was also very happy with the virtual reality can crystal lake. Yeah, that was funny. It, it was, was funny. Well, it was good. Prior it was to that, a nice music. little homage. It was cool to bring back the old music. Yeah. And then you get a bit of a laugh out of the, the way... Sleeping the, bag the kill. Sleeping bag kill and the way the teenagers are talking to him. Yeah. And in fact, the virtual reality simulator was was in general a really good idea and I felt it could have got more work. It didn't... Yeah. It didn't get used. It, it, was, it was really quick. And I mean, obviously budget constraints maybe, but I just felt that was a cool idea. Yeah, it it, again, it was something new. It was a, it was a situation we haven't seen Jason in, and you were able to play around a little bit with the expectation of what was going to happen. You know, at first, we didn't know that their sort of bodies were being simulated. Yeah. So they kind of missed the boat when they he cuts into those guys and they start talking back to him. I think that could have been played a little bit better. Mm. But the idea was super sound. He think we think we got a couple of kills. But then they both just say, oh, this is bullshit, you know, game over, or whatever they say. Um, I was okay with it. Again, a scene that I probably give a few, uh, probably give a bit of credit for for the idea that didn't quite work out on screen 100%. But I I wish they had done more of that sort of stuff. Other likes, man? Yeah, I've got a few specific ones. I've got a few specific ones. Now, you are going to absolutely tear strips off me for this. But... Got to take more than a poke in the ribs to put down this old dog. <laughs> yep, that ought to do it. Uh, <laughs> on. One of the biggest laughs in the Friday the 13th series. Oh, I yeah. I love it. <laughs> it probably got a laugh because the it's film so was tongue-in-cheek. And it was so silly. And it kind of just, you know, it just kind of hit reasonably well. It parodied, it parodied that like a tough guy character that's trying yeah. to take Jason on a bunch of times in the series you yeah. know dropping a hefty line when they oh, you know they're, they're still talking trash and then to get the other one and yep that ought to do it yeah. <laughs> just just brilliant oh I can cop that one I can yep this one wasn't a good scene but it was highly amusing it was when 
the ship blows up and Jason comes floating through space. <laughs> now, I know you burst into the laughter. He's kind of flying along, arms raised, legs spread. Yeah, and then Bronski comes out and bloody tackles him. And then we get about 20 seconds of them looking like they're doing a fucking tandem parachute jump or something. I was, I was laughing my head off. Probably should be a dislike, but it was laugh a minute material. But I think it's fair to say there's quite a few dislikes on here that I probably would have laughed at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've, got no, a few like dis- I've got a few dislikes that I laughed at, and that's yeah. why I say, you know, I'll give the film a one and a half, but I'll bloody laugh at a lot of what's going on, you know? That's the entertainment value that I get out of it. Probably be a good one for riff tracks. To yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what else, mate? What else you got? Oh, look, I think that's it, mostly. I couldn't go too much more into okay. big likes with it. Okay, well, let's go with dislikes now. Okay. The film looks cheap. It does. It looks really cheap. It looks like they've tried to sort of spend their money visually, visual effects-wise, mm. because Jim Isaac was a visual effects guy. Yeah. But didn't work. I just think the sets look bad. So the costumes think the sets look, look bad. The costumes look bad. The <laughs> acting is bad. I didn't. I didn't think the sets looked that bad. I thought the sets were okay. Like for a cheap film set on a spaceship, I thought that looked okay. But it's when the when the computer effects have to come into it. I'm not sure what was going on with the costumes. <laughs> They're all over the place. Well, I thought I saw someone in a velour tracksuit <laughs> at one point. I'm thinking, bloody hell. I'm pretty sure I saw a Cooter Lions hoodie or something <laughs> at one point. But, uh, you know, 2400 was, yeah, Cooter Lions had reinvigorated itself. <laughs> yeah. It just looks really cheap. And it's funny to think it's cheap in the sense that it is cheap. I mean, eleven million's a small budget. Yeah. But in front of the nth terms, it's double. It's yeah. But the problem is, you're trying to do a lot more with it. You're trying to make it. Yes. You're trying to take it into space. Like it's not. I think that's part of this film's problem. Is it's too ambitious. Mm. Somewhat. You needed to pair it back. You needed to look closely at what we could get done. You did because some of the visual effects worked fine. The Crystal Lake one worked pretty pretty well. The video game scene, aside from the characters they're fighting, it looked pretty solid. But some of the other stuff on the exterior of the ships and the, the space ports that they're pulling Anything into Anything at at, at, up close looked like shit. From a distance, you kind of got away with it. Yeah. Somewhat. But yeah, it just looks really cheap. Yes. Dialogue. <laughs> Dialogue is very problematic. You know, I put... It takes more than a poke in the ribs to kill this old dog in the bad dialogue category. No. No. Um, but, you know, adding such gems as he only wants his machete back and, oh, you know, God. this sucks on so many levels and, you know, some yeah. guy's been killed and he's he's spiralling down this gigantic corkscrew that seems to just point to the sky yeah, for still, reasons unknown. I'm still trying to figure out why that's not the shit. And one of the characters says, oh, yeah, have you seen... Whatever his name is, and the uh, person responds with, he's screwed. You know, like, come on. Yeah, and like tying into that, the humour didn't really mostly work. missed. Yeah. Except for the poke in the ribs line, that's a classic. But the dialogue just didn't really have much to offer. No. There was a bit of gobbledygook about nanobites and stuff like that, that again just kind of wasn't, wasn't very well. 
delivered. Yeah, admittedly, they didn't get too bogged down in that sort of stuff. No, but um, even but, when you're throwing that in, you're just kind of sitting there. Oh, God. See, no. that stuff I didn't find to be too much of an issue because they didn't do it much. They just tried to sort of speed past it. But the interactions with the characters are just worthless, basically. <laughs> the direction is very poor. Yeah. Like, I didn't realise just Pretty how bad. badly it was, yep. how bad it was, until we got in there and you just start to notice a lot of medium shots, not a lot of cutting. Jason not, walking downstairs. Yeah, Jason just walking along corridors randomly. Shots and it's all of, shot from from medium close-up. Yeah. And there's no editing, there's nothing. And you're just mm. kind of like, what, what are you, what's the aesthetic you're going for? Yeah, and with, like... Everything's well, over. What you were saying, you, you're trying to find ways to cut down on the money a bit. You've got to shoot some of that shit a bit tighter and not show us so much of the stuff that doesn't look good. And yeah. I think there were parts of it where they're walking around the ship and there's just not an ounce of tension because you're looking at... You can see everything around them. The music is just going non-stop. So you're sort of just watching it going... There's nothing here. There's not even. There's not a. There's not a cheap jump scare even. Well, there's. Yeah, that's right. Because there's things where Jason like drags a guy into a, in between two sort of, I don't know what they were, but drags him into a little sort of alley thing, breaks yeah. his neck. They shoot it from the top. They shoot it from the top, and all you hear is the music going, da 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 da, and that hasn't even changed to sort of when Jason comes out and grabs him. Mm. It's all just the same flat line. Yeah. Of music. I think they try like one scene of Jason, um, just someone walking into Jason while he's in the shadows. Yeah. Other than that, it's him walking into the shot behind the pilot. It's him like behind the girl with the ice thing. Why are we shooting that looking directly at Jason and having him sit up and go, like, shoot it a different way. Like, so you see him do that in the background. And then you shoot another shot of her and then back to that shot and he's not on the table But also they give the game away that he's awake. They give the game away constantly. By his knee moves, his hand, he starts flexing his fist. And I'm thinking, yeah, I understand that people would argue with me that, oh, but it doesn't matter. Everyone knew Jason was going to get up. Yeah, but it's the whole... You can still ring a little little jump out of it. uh, uh, you know, a sting with the soundtrack. or I know it's not Halloween. That's Halloween stick. Michael Myers is the stalking and that sort of stuff. But you needed it here. Like, I didn't want to see shots of Jason walking around corridors. There's one where he walks down the corridor, he stops, he looks left, he looks right, and then he walks off and someone else walks into the corridor. And I'm just like, that's... Why did you shoot it like that? Like, it just... It's nothing. The yeah. way you did it, it's nothing. We just we already know Jason's on the ship. We don't need to see him walking around the ship. Yeah. It's like the whole... It's the Alfred Hitchcock quote about the bomb under the table. The audience knows the bomb's there, but they don't know when it's going to go off. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's your... That's, we know he's there. Yeah. But we just don't know when he's going to get up. Yeah, and that's when you that's where you whip some of the, the, the little scares out of it. But to me, this that's, was never going to be... Isn't that slasher movie 101? It is. That's, this was... They were obviously trying to be a bit different, but whatever they did with Jason was just a failure, Yeah. basically, until he turned into Uber Jason and he was a bit like the Terminator. You saw him just 
coming. Yeah. But you couldn't stop it. But that was fine. Know? Because that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. But prior to that, it's one of the worst Jasons we've had. Oh, it no, looked yeah. terrible as well. Like, the costume looked like a like a Jason Halloween costume. Uh, not, like, just the shirts and it's stuff. It's mostly just in a pair of grey pants and a grey shirt with a torn sort of thing over the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Like, you're talking about the ho- the highest budget of Jason film. Hmm. And, and what? Who's doing your wardrobe work? Who's doing your creature work? Like, Jason's supposed to be a creature, so you've got to put in some effort. Yeah. And when they actually do show you his face very briefly, it looks, it looks pretty, pretty good. good. Mm. But it's like, it, it, it kind of felt like, look, yeah, look, we haven't really got time to discuss that. We've got visual effects work to, to deal with. Mm. Like, it just feels like Jim Isaac had one thing in mind that was about visual effects. He couldn't have given a fuck about anything else. Because... He's got absolutely nothing in the directing department, but he's got nothing out of the actors either. They're all very poor. I mean, the characterisations are shit, but the acting's not, not much good. He no. gets Kane Hodder's worst performance as Jason. Yeah. I mean... But I think... And part of that's not Hodder's fault, because everything no. he's done is shown. You get exactly. a couple of moments of him doing the big breathing, but when they're shot the way they're shot in this movie, it's far less intimidating. Yeah. There's one where he just kind of walks into shot... Just sticks himself out from behind a corner, basically goes, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey, you doing, Jason?" <laughs> like it's so bland, it's so badly directed. It is. It's yeah. I think his background was in visual effects, and he just got caught up in this shit. Yeah, and he and he didn't even. He, yeah, I, I read a quote saying that the, the cast rehearsed for two weeks in an effort to. To make this the best actor Jason film, I'm like, get stuffed. Yeah. It's not even close. If, if these guys rehearsed for two weeks, they were given absolutely no direction. Well, I think some of that had to do with what they rehearsed ended up not being the film. They yeah, maybe. And shit. Again, I think I think the film did have a very, a very sort of tortured history. Mm. Um, and that probably didn't help. I don't think it, I don't think it helped. No. But it's just very poorly directed. The humorous elements, are, sometimes they get a bit tedious. We, we're ten minutes out from the end and we've got, we've got some idiot girl going, oh, this sucks on so many levels before getting yeah. sucked out the window. I'm thinking we needed to dispense with that shit by this well, stage. Well, if you're going to go with that stuff, it's got to be funny. And sometimes it just, it was just, as you said, it was tedious. When she said that line, that was just a groaner. Yeah. We were both like, oh, God, I've almost forgotten that shit. And I think that... Coming slightly back to the direction, there's a couple of times too where Jason smashes through a window, you know. They expect him to be at the door and he smashes through the window. And then we get a shot of everyone just running out the door mm. and running through the corridor and running into another room. And, I, and I'm thinking, so you don't edit back to where Jason is or we don't stay with Jason? No, we didn't. We just get everyone <laughs> running off. I'm not sure what. I have no answer for oh, you. It's, it's so frustrating because th- this had potential. It's never going to be part four or something like that, you know, one of the real gems. No. Well, what, it was never going to be part six, which juggled humour and, and Jason well. Really well, yeah. But it had, you know, I would have been happy for him to go just balls to the wall with that humorous approach and almost parody of yeah. Friday because they were obviously going to squeeze in some of the kills and stuff that would have satisfied the criteria that some people judge these movies on. So I would have been fine with that, but it's just, it seemed 
there was a bit of confusion there. The humour wasn't strong enough anyway. No. Um, they didn't know whether they were, were parodying or just doing the same old. Like, so. And the kills are a real letdown. Apart from that frozen head, well, the rest of them are just crap. He's just well, he's breaking necks or he's cutting throats. Yeah, they start off with that and they give you a taste of what could be happening. What could have happened through the entire film. Just saying, what sort of inventive ways can we have Jason do this stuff? And then we end up getting him bashing someone's head into a wall. Then we, you know, as you said, breaking someone's neck, slicing someone with a machete. We've seen that stuff so many times. Just because you put it in space doesn't make it different. If you had to put it in space, use the extra things that that brings in all these sci-fi elements that it could have been really, really good on that level. And it just, it was another one where you think about it and think, man, the things they could have done. And you get that glimpse of, as I said, one of the best kills in the series with that with that girl. And they never, they never deliver on the promise. Yeah. Basically. And I think that, again, I think some of that stuff may have been in previous versions. Yeah. I remember hearing things about uh, sort of zero gravity, yeah. death and things like that. Would have worked. And maybe it was about money. Maybe it was about they just weren't comfortable with that and they wanted to go back to the tried and true. Yeah. But the, pro- the, the problem is the, the, the poor mix of new and old doesn't work. No. Why is there a research facility? Why does it have to be a crystal lake? <laughs> like, I'm still trying to scratch my head out of that. It could have been anywhere. I don't know. It crystal didn't lake, have to be a crystal lake. Crystal lake seemed to be a backwater kind of, you know, yeah. Place people went to the summer camp, seemed I mean, to be miles from anywhere. Remember the, remember the, um, remember the bars down there? Yeah. They, they were not, I did not see any white coated scientists. You're not in getting there. any scientists to move there, are you? What so, are you selling? What's on the brochure? Moves to Crystal Lake. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, there's no need for it to be in Crystal Lake. There's no, no there's, need, there's no need at all that it doesn't have to be in Crystal Lake. Because we tried to kill him a thousand times, we moved him around facilities, we got him chained up somewhere. Mm. Doesn't matter where it is. Yes, and if I mean, if they've got a facility like that, so closely located in Crystal Lake, I don't know how Jason would have gone on so many rampages through throughout his history without actually kind of alerting some of these military, some of these military presences around Crystal Lake, <laughs> <laughs> running into a few well-trained soldiers. And, <laughs> Oh, well, we've got a research facility, a halfway house, a number of camps. Yeah, maybe Crystal Lake's bigger than I thought it was. It's, just, it's a big lake. It's just real estate everywhere. I mean, shit. It's never a good time when David Cronenberg's one of your better actors. No, probably not. And as we pointed out, it's freaking hilarious that she says, what are you doing here? That David Cronenberg is the first thing that's said to him on screen and everybody watching the movie is thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, what are you actually doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? Um, he must have walked past. <laughs> he must have been shooting his next film in Canada as well. Yeah. No, maybe, it was, maybe it was a way of, you know, committing some finance to a picture. <laughs> yeah, David, we'll give you a million bucks, but can you do us a favour? <laughs> Walk on to a couple of shots yeah, of Jason. We know you're not an actor. We know that you're a director, but we really need a... We've got this scientist role that we need to fill on Jason X. God. No, but I think it turned out to be he had worked pretty closely with Jim Isaac visually. Yeah. And other things, so... 
he had a relationship with him. Yeah. I mean, I truly believe the producers were thinking, but Cronenberg's coming. Give him the script. Yeah. <laughs> David, he, he, might just ta- he might just take this one off. What should we set up here, David? Tell him. <laughs> we don't want the cameras. <laughs> Can you just hang around after your death scene and just sort of, you know, give us a couple of pointers on what we should be doing here? It is blatantly obviously he did not hang yeah, around he afterwards. He didn't hang around afterwards. <laughs> Dad uh, was in the green room while everyone was working around that. Uh, also, the space suits, the, the, the futuristic space suits look like leather drivers and bones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you see the, the, the wasteland <laughs> they were walking through back to the ship? I mean, the leather drives the bay's not cutting it. It has that type of kit. It looked like the rain was going to come down <laughs> any minute in the middle of that bloody dust tornado that they were fucking walking through. Uh, it just... Uh, that's what I mean. It just yeah. seems like all the money was over here. All right, look. If we're getting into specifics... Yeah. At the Crystal Lake Research Facility, it's... Pretty obvious that we've got a <laughs> some sort of freezing facility, <laughs> a resource to cryogenically freeze people. I believe. Yeah. Why? Why didn't we freeze Jason the first time round? Well, as the movie tried to point out, is that you know <laughs> other people didn't want to freeze him; they wanted to sort of study him. Yeah, but, but you still can, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> Just cut a bit of his living bloody skin off or whatever and check the DNA, whatever you're trying to do. Rip out his heart. <laughs> Rip out his heart. Freeze him up. It would have solved many problems. I know. Many, many problems it would have solved. And that opening sequence where he's chained up and then the guy throws the thing on him and then they come back and they take the, the sheet off his head and it's the other guy. That was terrible. That was stupid because, yeah. again... How did he get out of the chains? What is he fucking who <laughs> He's got a bloody uh, bloody lock picking kit secreted in his yeah, bloody ass crack. He's a great Vordini. He's got out, of bloody, <laughs> got out of the bloody shackles again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know it's we can't expect too much from this stuff. They've got to be able to have Jason unleashed in some way. But can we get a little bit creative? <laughs> At least can we have someone in the background saying, just fucking put the bloke in a cement block. Let's bloody concrete him up. And then have someone else say, no, we can't do that for but reasons. you know what I always love? I always love the double cross. Like, Cronenberg releases him to kill everyone off or something, you know? Yeah. To get rid of Rowan. Because yeah. she's sniffing around his shit. Yeah. She's asking him to direct the, to direct the picture. And he keeps saying, no, I don't want to. Yeah, so, he unleashed Voorhees so that he could kill the rest of the crew. <laughs> the great Vordini. He unleashed him and let him loose so that uh, he could kill the rest of the crew and Cronenberg would be off the hook for the couple of scenes he agreed to direct. I actually, I didn't mention it at the start, but I actually uh, like the idea of the freezing, her being frozen as well. Yeah, I did. The like way that. that they got around that, I was like, yeah, it's... That's, it was that's possible. fine. None that's of us know the intricacies of uh, <laughs> of cryogenic freezing. No, exactly. So I think we can all handle. I was that. okay with all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Cronenberg was like, they were like, um, David, do you think you'd hang around, maybe shoot some second unit? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the time. I've got meetings to take. Yeah, tight schedule. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm warned. <laughs> I'm shooting um, my next film. What is it? 
I'm shooting it at. I've got time. I've got time for this shit. The music is shit. Terrible. It really is. It's like they've just put it on repeat. During yeah, the, but know, Manfredini's taken it and tried to play with it because it's supposed to be futuristic. Hmm. But good God, it it's not. Doesn't even sound like a Friday the Thirteenth score. No. The only time it does is when we get Virtual Crystal Lake. Yeah, pretty it much. It sounds like the classic Friday the 13th. It is the classic Friday the 13th score. It sounds great. Mm. I've got a query for you. Okay. What the fuck is going on with the teacher in a <laughs> negligee and, and one of his students <sighs> sitting on top of him tweaking his nipples with something that looks like a small clam? It's <laughs> <And laughs> wrenching it off. He says, he says so, it was it's extremely uncomfortable too. And then he says something like, as he's climaxing, <laughs> you pass! <laughs> One of the best acting scenes in the film, oh, really. Oh. <laughs> no, that is... I just... I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. I really don't. Um, personally, you can't play my nipples. I'm not interested. It looks like by the time she's finished with that, it'll be bloody drooping like a little bit of blue tack or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're not clamping that. Sorry. <laughs> that sort of comes out of the blue. Yeah. And also... It's, that's the humour. It's supposed to be humor. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. Well, look, I'm going to be like, you're laughing at it for all the wrong reasons. But I was, I felt more uncomfortable for the actors. Yeah. You can tell the bloke is just not, he's not keen on it at all. The girl, she also looks not very keen on it, but you can't really see her as much. Like, yeah. you see his face close up and he's just... He's grimacing. Uh, you can see, I mean, you maybe can see it's the look his on his face. That's because his nipple was too highly clean. Yeah, yeah, you can see the look on his face saying, uh, "This, my career is dead, basically. Whatever I do for the rest of my life, this is going to be following me around. <laughs> I'm going to go into an audition and someone's going to say, hang on a minute, you look like the bloke in Jason X that was having your nipples clamped. <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> you were wearing a pink negligee <laughs> off the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but it also <laughs> it just didn't fit. <laughs> what the negligee? <laughs> none of it. <laughs> Nothing. None of that shit fit. No. Like, there's a there's a, a sequence there where there's they're trying they're cutting between. <laughs> old mate getting his nipples clamped um, a, t- a young couple gearing up for a bit of sex <laughs> as you said they, they immediately become quite horny sitting next <laughs> Jason Voorhees' 400 year old corpse yeah. frozen I'm like, corpse I'm not sure I'm not sure um, <laughs> what Okay. I'm not sure who's standing next to that 400 year old corpse <laughs> and looking at their partner and doing, hey, how you going? What do you reckon, that? You feel this? <laughs> I mean, that thing would have smelt like 400 year old ass. I mean, it would have just been horrid as yeah. it slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You start, they start kissing each other and someone goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> we better resume this later on. <laughs> Maybe we're Let's take this somewhere else. Yeah, I. But you've got cutting between nipple clamps, a young couple getting it on, the girl in the 
in the room with Jason. Yeah, shortly after that, yep. And I think there's one other cut somewhere else. I can't remember where it's going to. Yeah. But it's just like it's all happening it's it's all happening so quickly there's like what's going like where where should we be pointing our attention here? Yeah. I'm assuming we want to point at Jason, where Jason is. But they almost like seem like they're trying to sort of set up the next half a dozen yeah, kills. Well, the only thing they seemed interested in pointing at Jason was the fucking camera every two seconds. Yeah. So. Another query. The bloke on the video call. Yeah. Why was why was he there? Honestly. Um, he was like the... I know. I get that he but, was but, the but finance it behind it, but, but why? It Honestly, in the two minutes he's in the movie, he is one of the most annoying characters in the Friday the 13th series somehow which is a fucking big achievement given the bloody cavalcade of ass hats that have been <laughs> through the, the length, length and breadth yeah. of our douchebag list that's a large list but he not only in that two minutes delivers a, what I consider to be a pretty useless character a terrible acting performance mm. when he starts doing that sarcastic voice and yeah. you just think oh my god what? But also, all you needed was like a Wikipedia search or something well, to say, yeah, Jason yeah, well, Voorhees, he's an important dude. Computer. Computer. It would have made more sense for KM. Because yeah. he might have had some fucking link to some encyclopedic knowledge on computers or whatever and just blurts out, bang, Jason Voorhees. Lived blah, 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 to blah, 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 killed this many people, blah, blah, and blah. And it's not about making money. It's about fame and fortune. The We've just found the body of this long-dead serial killer. Yeah, you could have got around what that guy was doing yeah. with some other method and had KM blurt out the other information. Like, I just... That guy... Oh, shocking. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Which one? The, the shocking actor? No, well, he wasn't too oh, great. the other bloke, yeah. The other bloke. Shocking actor. Oh, terrible. Didn't need to be there. Terrible. What else you got? He screwed. You mentioned that one before. <sighs> I still don't know what the bloody big screws were doing pointing at the roof. Yeah. They were obviously some no, sort of machine. They were not machine. going all the way to the roof. Yeah, they? we saw them at... I mean, that's a fucking OH&S hazard. Surely the bloody <laughs> inspector's walking around saying, look... If somebody falls off here, they're going straight onto that screw. That needs to be fixed up immediately. No. We need a cap on the screw. No, they'd, they'd put in a they'd put in a um, a report. Yeah, put in no, a ticket. Come out. <laughs> they can put in a ticket. This needs to be sorted out. No, they <laughs> come out and done it. Facilities <laughs> needs to get down here. Yeah, logistics. We don't have a logistics team or a facilities team, but what we've got is a group of mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mercenaries. The or the colonial marines. They are just missiles. Just all of them in like five minutes that scene with them was just so uninspired I mean you've got these guys with their future kit you should have some sort of tech that they're heaps of weaponry with, heaps of weaponry um, and as you said Jason kills them with bloody throat slash and minimal the effort the, cutting the guy in half was about as close as we got to a mm. a solid one but again it's stuff that we've seen like so yeah, totally uninspired. I think that one might have been one of the scenes that was just whipped together yeah. for some reason. Another query. I might have missed something. But I just don't understand how the bloke kissing the robot raises the bloody chances of survival. Yeah. Does it mean that she's sort of become more protective? Yeah, but shouldn't he shift? 
done that anyway? Yeah, I, Wasn't she trying to... She, there, everyone was trying to help each other survive. Yeah. I don't know. I assumed... Well, I'm only assuming that's what it was. Yeah, well, that's what I sort of assumed as well. Because she like, sort yeah. of had fallen in love with him, you know? That, yeah. From the kiss and everything? Not one of the great scenes. Was no. There, one of the more confusing sequences. Yes. Anything else? No, I should leave it there. Yeah, I've, I've kicked it. Given the, given the amount, given the amount yeah. of dislikes I had for it. My only other one was not. Kane Hodder. We, we mentioned Kane Hodder. Yeah. He's just... He is just plodding around the ship, and again, I don't. I hesitate to blame him because I, I don't. I don't see. I, I don't suggest he was getting very much in the way of direction. I don't think they were even trying to highlight Jason in any way. In fact, they were making him look bad. Yeah, they did. And so it's his least inspired performance as Jason. Yep, you coming know. off the back of some pretty good ones because I actually thought. His performance in seven is excellent. Seven was good. And, and eight, 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 not bad. Wasn't too bad. Nine, he's barely even in. Yeah. So really, this is a, a dud, a dud performance. But again, he just didn't. He's just hung out there to dry, mate. Like, he, mm. there's nothing. I mean, I know people would say, but there's not much to Jason, so you don't have to do much. But the performance is in the body, in the face, in the in the expressions, in yeah. with your and head, and your eyes, it. and they didn't do like shoot it and light it as well as. Some people may have done previously mm. to maximise that the intensity. He, he probably looked a little bit heavier than he did in the previous ones. Too. Yeah, but still, I mean, I just don't think he had any any guidance. Yeah, what they wanted from him. That's that's my opinion based on what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, when you're shooting big open shots that don't have any cuts. You know, I mean, this was the total opposite. As my usual problem is, you know, too many cuts. This was the total opposite. There weren't enough. Yeah, yeah. You needed to give it a little bit of sort of a feeling of frantic movement. Yes. You just didn't get anything because people just... Jason burst into a room and everyone just ran off to the next room. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> stupid. Is that everything for you, mate? Yeah, that's it. All right. It is, that, my, it is my baby. It didn't really hurt to <laughs> to put the slipper into it. Yeah, but it was... It had to be done. Yes. Unfortunately. But like, as I said, I will go back to this one before yeah. I go back to a number. And the see. good ideas, there's some good ideas there. Yeah. They just were not fleshed Give out. Give me another one. I want Jason in space. I need, I need Jason, Jason to go space. back to space. Jason X2. To really sort of, you know, right the wrongs. Maybe. <laughs> All right, that is Jason X. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and on Instagram at Thrill Me Podcast. The next episode, we promise we'll do the meg. We're trying. But people are not playing ball. No, that's right. Yeah, we've all seen the meg. We all have notes. It's just about getting everyone's schedules to line up. Yes. And then we'll, we'll give you the meg, but I, I would like to hope it'll be in the next few days that we can get together. Mm-hmm. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.